In Psalm 133, we read, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. David was stating that harmony is pleasant and precious. Harmony is important because, one, it makes the church a loving example to the world and helps draw others to the Lord. Two, it helps us cooperate as a body of believers as God meant us to, giving us a foretaste of heaven. And three, it renews and revitalizes our ministry because there is less tension to sap our energy. Living in harmony does not mean we will agree on everything. There will always be many opinions, but we must agree on our purpose in life. And that purpose is to love and protect the church for the glory of God. Let me provide an example of what can be accomplished when a whole country works in unison for one common goal. The English language has become the sought-after gold nugget, if you will, in the Chinese culture. Knowing the English language backwards and forwards will serve them very well in life. It will open up amazing doors of opportunity for jobs, income, friendships, and continuing education that they might not have otherwise had. Some parents immerse their children in the English language as early as five years old in order for them to mentally engage and embrace the culture of English as early as possible. As these same children enter into their last year of high school, they begin the feverish journey of grueling study 12 to 14 hours per day, only taking one day off every three weeks to pass the ever-infamous Gao Kao. The Gao Kao is a two-day exam that concentrates on Chinese, mathematics, and English. It ultimately determines which college, university they will attend, their future career, and potentially their salary. The exam is offered once a year, and much of China goes into lockdown for the duration of the grueling exercise. Factories close, and Chinese police are on constant patrol to enforce the honking band so as not to disturb the students' concentration or focus. The Chinese devote their energy, resources, and undivided attention to learn and retain as much material as they can before the test. Scoring in the high tiers is like good news from a far country or like a cold glass of water to a dry soul. The stress, anxiety, and pressure melt away when they hear they pass and will be accepted into an elite university. The Chinese culture is singular in their purpose, and because of this, they have become the largest English-speaking country in the world. The discipline, devotion, and attention they choose to give their study of the English language has paid off in a very big way. The thing is, we have an enemy. The enemy is fierce. He's nimble and he's wicked. His purpose? To kill, maim, and destroy. Okay, let me repeat that just a little slower. His only purpose is to kill, maim, and destroy. He offers no mercy, no do-overs. This enemy is real, not a figment of our imagination. He is so real, in fact, and unequivocally motivated with evil, that there should never be a wondering thought in a believer again that asks, Why is there so much evil in this world? He will drive wedge after wedge between the body of Christ, wherever and whenever he is given place. The saddest truth is simply this. He doesn't have to work very hard at his evil agenda. We have done the work for him. The enemy finds the gaps 
fills them with temptation and waits for someone to be led away, either by comfort, ignorance, or arrogance. You see, since the enemy is also unified with their purpose in life, to kill, maim, and destroy, they succeed. We can see, hear, and feel the evidence of their efforts with very little trouble. Of course, this begs the question, so have we yielded too much ground already that there is just no point in fighting anymore? Yes and no! Any ground given to the enemy is too much ground. But friend, it is never too late to speak truth and regain that ground back. Truth. This is our primary weapon against the slippery, double-tongued darkness. The sword of the Spirit, aka the Word of God, is the only truth that has the power to break our trend of losing. John 8.32 says, Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Jesus spoke truth to the tempter during his earthly ministry and shot down each fiery dart with bold confidence. Is it too much to ask of God's temple to fight as he would and share love through the kindness and boldness of our lips? Let's take inventory for a minute. Which battlefield are we fighting on? Are we embracing and waving truth high on the front line so everyone, especially the enemy, knows where we stand? Or are we crouched near the back, content with being the weakest link in our church and unsure of where the weapon cache is? Why are we not as committed to digging for gold and seeking for truth in the richest mine available to the same extent the rigorous Chinese students crave a perfect score on the Gao Kao? Listen, it's time to grab a sword, learn how to wield it, and join the army with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We can see victory. We were created to bring God glory by our victories. So, are you ready to represent the winning side with me? Are you excited to see God move on the behalf of his bride? Are you also exhausted by the constant display of pettiness and selfishness the church is trapped in? Me too. And that's why I'm here. I'm here to compel the army of God to love God with all they got and protect the church from the enemy's attacks. And you can't do this without a heart full of grit, a heaven-sized portion of grace, and some good old coffeeology mixed in. You've been listening to Grit, Grace, and Coffee Grinds with Anna McCutcheon. I hope you'll join me for the very first episode next week, Friday, April 17th, as we dig for truth to combat our enemy effectively. Until then, you can find me at AnnaMcCutcheon.com or on Instagram at AuthorAnnaMcCutcheon. As long as we live, we are charged with loving and protecting the church. Like you, I want to make our general proud. If you're facing an attack today and you don't know where to start, then receive the words of General John Campbell who said, Working together, we cannot fail. Working together, we will prevail.